Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, guys. I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the colossal changes that come with motherhood. You'll hear from resilient mamas, knowledgeable experts, and me asking a whole lot of questions. It's real talk that offers real perspective on what it's really like to be a parent. New episodes publish every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And uh, we are a real life couple. We are a real life couple of comedians. And on this show, Couples Therapy, we bring the best sets from our live show uh, where we have lovers and spouses and best friends and siblings do sets together about their relationship. Also, sometimes we have them in studio. Naomi, speaking of in studio, we're here in New York again. I got a new attitude. So that's how excited I am about being in New I'm York. I'm so excited. That's also better. That's also fits. <laughs> fits. But yes, we are recording in New York City, you guys. We're home. Truly home. Truly. We'll talk. 
more about it next episode, I think. <laughs> in depth. But it, we got so much. We're packed to the gills with stuff for you today. Ooh, it's a funny one. It's a fun, fun, funny one. Um, you guys, I just <laughs> I just want to talk about a moment Andy and I had before we get into our sets. Um Can I we give you an amuse bouche? An amuse bouche, yes. It's like a f- wedding your comedic appetite. Um you guys, Andy and I went through something that I think it really showed me how deep his love for me can go. Uh, because, okay, I'm going to set the scene. So I was, I had gone to the local juice place in Los Angeles. You know, I was trying to like, I like to kind of offset eating garbage by just like having a juice every couple days when I think I probably should just stop eating garbage. Anyway. Yes. So, <laughs> the shade in that yes, Andrew. And so I came home and I had like a, like a, a ginger turmeric shot, one of those little mini shots. And and I'm like in the in the kitchen, I drink it, and you gave me Andy, you gave me the grossest look. You look sick to your stomach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And what? Well, I don't know if you were gonna just finish the anecdote or not. Oh. No. Oh, it's a, a two-hander. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I walk in and Naomi's drinking this kind of yellowish liquid, and I thought that she had gotten Honey mustard sauce with <laughs> one of the disgusting things she eats. Oh, shut up! And uh, you said it, not me. I I, I didn't say not... disgusting, did I? I look not healthy, but always delicious. Look, we're jet lagged as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're exhausted. The cats wouldn't shut up last night. <laughs> uh, Squee kept biting Pram on the neck, so we did not get enough sleep. <laughs> Our brains aren't working right. So whatever adjective you used it may have been disgusting it may have just been unhealthy yeah 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 truly deep fried in some fashion yes whatever in and out concoction <laughs> delicious always animal style i so anyway i thought you got this i got i thought you had some extra honey mustard sauce and you're just like <laughs> fuck it because we live in those times we live in the times <laughs> where i say it a lot and it's to get mozzarella sticks i say fuck it there, you right. only have so much time on this earth. You might as well enjoy it with a stick of fried cheese. <laughs> so I thought that in your head you had been like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not have? Why not drink this honey mustard <laughs> sauce straight, like a like a shot of death? Okay. Okay. First of all, you guys, you have to understand that this means there was a moment in our relationship that Andrew thought I had gone so low as to drink honey mustard in shot form. As though that was the life I lived. Now listen, listen. To be fair, I am a condiment queen. Okay? <laughs> love my sauces. I'm here for dipping and dripping. I love my sauces. But I only use my sauces, you know, as dips. I would never have them straight. They are to be mixed. They are to be mixed. They're never a chaser. But that does show you that I accept you for who I think you could be. Well, because I will say, I mean, the the face was... The look on your face was very grossed out, but you didn't like you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. Like you just kind of looked and I just caught it from my I was like, what? I was, and then and then you just said, What's that? And I was like, it's like turmeric shot. And you were like, oh, oh. And you like sighed so heavy. So I thought, wow, <sighs> like that means that had I not had I not asked you, we would have never gotten to the bottom of it. You would have just lived in a world where I drank honey mustard. And you would have adapted to that reality. Yeah, well, look, here's the thing. We live in an age where, like, if as long as you're not, like, an unethical scumbag, I'm kind of okay with you as a person. <laughs> so regardless of what your aesthetic choices, what your culinary choices are, <laughs> what your couture is. 
I, I'm not bothered by it. If you are like shooting, whatchamacallit, gas, sleeping gas. <laughs> shooting, of... whatchamacallit, gas. <laughs> uh, tear gas at migrants trying to uh, seek asylum. Then you're a piece of shit, and I want to kick you in the butt. That's the pleasant way of saying it. Yeah, that's the cutest way you could say it. But if you are, if you're tossing back some sweet and sour McDonald's sauce. Sweet and sour shooters, baby! (laughs) Then, you know what, I'm like, look, it's not the healthiest decision, but, you know, there are worse things you could be in 2018. That's, like, really nice of you. I appreciate you accepting me to that level. Because, you know, me, love means always having to give you notes. (laughs) <laughs> so if I had seen you having a little, having like, I don't know, like just straight French onion dip with no potato chips, I would have had to sit you down. I would have said, we've got to unpack this situation. Sure, because like on one side, it is truly psychotic to just like open up a tub of the, uh, <laughs> what is it, Trader Joe's sweet Vidalia onion dip. <laughs> oh, you know what it is. Well, I wasn't, I'm not 100% sure. I think it's something like that. But uh, And then just like stick three fingers in there. <laughs> and just glob into your mouth. There is something truly psychotic about that. But at the same time, if I witness another person doing that, the half of me that's like, well, you know, you are not, <laughs> you're not destroying the very foundations of civil society. So I guess you're okay. Please, if I saw somebody doing that, I'd be like, okay, this a cry for help. <laughs> you want a journey, okay? <laughs> we gonna need to Ayanla fix your life. Um. Oh, but you guys. Speaking of fixing your life. Ooh, give me that segue. We got a couple live sets today from our December show that will fix your life. life. (laughs) The first one is from two friends of ours. I think more your friends than mine, but still. They're two what I call CCs, Caucasian coworkers. Um, (laughs) And, you know, we we made it to friend acquaintance, I think. Um, This first set, you guys, is from our most recent show, December 1st at the Virgil in Los Angeles, and it features friends and writers Hayes Davenport and Robert Padnick. You guys, Hayes is the co-host of the podcast Hollywood Handbook on Earwolf, and he's written for several shows, including Eastbound and Down, Family Guy, and Great News. Robert Padnick has written for The Office, Man Seeking Woman, Great News, and several other shows. And that's where it all comes together, guys. You will love this next set. I don't think we have to do any more setup, so let's roll it. Hey. Hi, guys. So short, I don't know how to use this. Thank you guys for having us. Neither of us has ever done stand-up before. Uh, I, uh, I'm i Hayes. This is my friend Robert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi originally asked me to do the show with the, the co-host of the show I do called Hollywood Handbook, a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Clemens. And he said that he couldn't do it because he's having a baby in March. Yeah, and then Hayes was like, he called me. And, and I'm like, like, oh, sure. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. Oh, March. <laughs> and then Hayes calls me and he's like, uh, Robert, Naomi like just asked me a second ago to do the show. And I thought of you first. It's about couples and you're my friend. You're my best friend. And I yeah. said yes. But I gave you all the wrong information. Yeah, so Hayes had never seen the show and I think still has not seen the show. I think that last couple, I was glad we went second. Yeah, so now we, I have a little idea of what it is. Yeah, and or, I'm, well, let, here, let me read the text. I'm much this more, is a text Robert sent me like two days ago. I'm much more anal and fastidious than Hayes, so I actually did my research. I did a few little homework. I watched the show for a few days and I texted he Hayes. He starts, yeah, he, he listens to the show and he says, 
did you realize the show is a joint comedy session? <laughs> <laughs> like, not an interview? What? What did you... A session? I thought it was going to be... A joint comedy. I don't. I don't do stand up. I know, but a session. <laughs> a comedy session. Yeah. Is, is, are we not having a session? I don't know. And I said, I don't know. I said, ha ha. What? <laughs> and he said, like we have to come up with a set. And I said, Jesus. <laughs> and he said, listen to the show. Yeah, man. It's like a way bigger commitment. And I said, I definitely thought it was an interview. And he says, same, from you. <laughs> and I say, I mean, I say, I mean, it's called couples therapy. And he says, yeah, your show is called couples therapy. Where are the therapists? Where are the therapists? And then he says, this is so bad. And then uh, earlier today, I heard that you uh, texted my wife and told her to make me practice. And I was like, practice what? We don't have anything. I texted, I've been texting Hayes all week saying, we must practice. And he's like, cool, man, cool. I'm just going to wing it. Even just now, I was back there. I was like, I'm so nervous. And he's like, shut up. He turned to me and he said, 10 minutes is so long. Like, These people are up here for 10 minutes. We don't have 10 minutes to do. But we, um, we just get up here. We talk about our friendship. Uh, Robert and I have been friends for about 12 years. Yeah. By the way, yeah, speaking of, of us being friends, crowd. can I say happy birthday, Robert? Oh, thank you. You remembered. Thank you. Robert's 40. I'm 40. <clears throat> this is 40. Big one. Th this, this this is, is 40. 40. Underlined. I'm making a new movie. It's called This is 40. And you have to see, you have to hear me say it to understand why it's not This is 40, but This is 40. Uh, I'm amazed that you're just going to let people think you're 40. I thought you would be like, no, I'm not. But you really are okay with that. I'm obviously not 40. You know? yeah. oh, they, right. they don't think I'm 40 for a second. <laughs> um, Robert and I... Uh, got to know each other through a very relatable, likable mm. way, which yeah. was competing to be uh, the president of the comedy magazine at Harvard. Mm. Mm. The Harvard Lampoon, yeah. Mm. Where's that coming from? What They're cheering. People are cheering. I didn't know you guys have subscriptions to the Lampoon out here. They're all on the Stanford Chaparral. Our mortal enemies. Um, all the worst people on earth. You want? You, we were trying to be the boss of them. We wanted uh, to own them. No, we got it. We we started out enemies. We hated. We each were other. worst enemies. We got on at the same so time. The first time I saw you, I hated you. And we were, we we immediately sized each other up as enemies. As enemy, instant enemies. I didn't like Hayes because he was very funny, but also tall and handsome. I didn't like that <laughs> at all. He's like a Nazi propaganda. <laughs> poster for, you know, what could have happened if things worked out for the other side. You know, I'm like, I'm like Nazi propaganda, but like the other poster, you know, like the side by side, like before and after. This is, you could have this. And I uh, was very jealous of Robert because uh, he, you, you're from LA and you were, when you were seven, he was in Seinfeld. NBD. Uh, he was one of uh, Kramer's... Kramer's Karate Kid's friends. <laughs> Everyone remember that episode? Here, I'll do my famous line. We're, uh, we're in the car and we're asking for ice cream. Please. 
And he's you're still friends with Kramer, Kramer. my friend. And Kramer, when he did yeah. the stand-up thing, Robert was like, I don't see what the big I was deal a big is. Defender. <laughs> That's his sense of humor. I still like don't it's know a what the joke. big deal is. It's a it's a take a joke. I'll do it right now if you guys want. I mean it's It's a joke. <laughs> what did he say? He said something really I don't yeah. I'm not I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> uh yeah. And I think it's like a Harvard when you like get there, you're like the most the shittiest, most like privileged person on earth, and you have to look at somebody else and be like, "Oh, that guy's got it all." Yeah. Uh, and that's me, what that we kind of did for each other. Yeah. So we both ran for the uh, what the vice president. Vice president of the lampoon. first. We both lost. We both ate shit. <laughs> lost to someone that was much better liked than we were. But then Hayes did get a position. I got a position. I treasurer. got treasurer. Robert got nothing. I got nothing. I went home and I cried. Yeah. I literally... Do you want to set the scene? You were by yourself. I was by myself. Well, Do you I have a bunk bed? I ran home in the freezing cold for like half a mile. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know like what my emotions were doing. I'd never had this experience before. And I lay down on my, you know, my twin bed or whatever. I just start sobbing like like an animal. Can I you kind of do it? Can you cry how you I did? I can't, no. Because I mean, you haven't like, done it since. It was like ugly crying. Was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like shaking, convulsing, because I had lost uh, the vice president, the vice president of the president position. Yeah. So basically, like for the next year, I made your life hell. Yeah, y- your mission was to ruin my to life. To ruin for the your next life, year. Uh, basically turning everyone in the lampoon against Hayes because he was a bad treasurer. Yeah, and he didn't pay the <laughs> phone bills or the internet, so we lost all of it. Yeah, or the fire. Don't you have an email? Yeah, I have an. E- I, there he were printed lot- out some of so our I old emails. Ev- I turned everyone against him. There were lots of emails. <laughs> I but I was so bad at this. I paid. I we lost. We lost the cable. And the like the heat and like the electricity were like we lost it all. There's a lot of emails, but I'll just read a very short one because it's bizarre. Someone emails Hayes who was on the lampoon. Some guy from Castwell Fire called about an unpaid bill. He said to reach him at the hospital. <laughs> so I had put this you. guy in like the a, hospital for not weird email. paying any of the bills. I'm mad about this unpaid bill. She's <laughs> <was> like <laughs> half dead. Please pay me. Uh, so then uh, my term ends, and you are running for president now against new, another guy. It's a new year. But I'm mad at you for ruining my year. life over the past year. So I become like the campaign manager of the other guy. <laughs> and I'm like going around to all of our friends and being like, you're not going to vote for Robert, are you? Yeah, and I hear like, I hear, we're like going like room to room in this like frat house, basically just trying to convince people. are just people. trying to like have a good time. And I'm like, and people are like, Robert sucks, right? And I'm getting like whispers like, you got to talk to Hayes. Like, you know, it's like, I can't vote. I talk to Hayes and like, I'm not voting. Just talk to Hayes. Like, I don't want to deal with it. So I go to Hayes. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to vote for me, right? And he's like, you know, we're cool now. And he's like, yeah, we're, we are cool now. Uh, but I can never vote for you. And I will not do it. <laughs> and this it place sucks so bad. Sucks so One bad. thing about it is that when you're on staff, everyone develops the same voice, the worst possible voice. And the way they say lampoon is like this. Lampoon. <laughs> they spell it like L-I-M-P-E-W-N. Really? Yes. You don't remember that? No. Yes, everyone says it like that. Lampoon. <laughs> lampoon. So finally, right. uh, we oh oh 
my campaign was so successful that you had to join forces with that guy That's and right. be so co-president I, with I him. I ended up just uh, deciding it was too scary because we were too neck and neck, so we agreed too to run together as president. So Hayes did ruin me. Uh, so then we graduate. We're still like competing with each other. Uh, I got a job on a Comedy Central show called Big Lake uh, that was like so exciting to yeah. me. Yes, giant show. Uh, and Robert hadn't gotten mouth. work yet. And then I, uh, then Robert got a job in the office and I almost committed suicide. <laughs> but now we are friends. We worked uh, with... Yeah, we're friends because my career has been terrible ever since. Yes, we're, we're both on the decline. So we're just kind of like hugging each other on the way down. I got a Hayes' agent recently, but I still can't get a job. And uh, Hayes has three podcasts. I have one, but only I can listen to it. So it's like... <laughs> kind of useless but and we um we um, I, we were together last year on a show called great news with, with naomi, naomi. um and to show it's just sort of how far we've come every day in the writer's room uh naomi would call me this bitch uh like i, w I would pitch a joke and naomi would be like this bitch <laughs> this bitch <laughs> yeah and robert wouldn't defend me necessarily but but he wouldn't like Join in. No, that's how far we've come. I wouldn't yeah. join in. I wouldn't call you a bitch. And we just got we just got the light, so we yeah. have to go. But before we do, yeah. now that we are friends, uh, we support each other. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we asked to do this show, uh, Robert has been thinking about getting into stand up. Uh, Incidentally, and, to your intro. Yes. Uh, and I was like, Can Robert do stand up right. on the show? And right. Naomi was like, No. <laughs> uh, said, no, just straight up no. Yes. And then Robert said, Well. Can I do one minute? Mm -hmm. Can and I just do one minute of comedy? And Naomi was like, no. No. <laughs> but now we're up here. Yeah. So uh, because we're friends, we're I'm going to set a pick. If you, you guys are basketball fans. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and give Robert the opportunity to do one minute one of minute stand -up. Set. Is, that okay? is that okay? And then we'll be out of here. Set. I've okay. never done stand-up before. Thank you. Hey, hey, we got a minute left. I saw the light. All right. I got it. All right. This doesn't have anything. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, like Hayes says, uh, it's my birthday. And um, <laughs> thank you, Hayes. Um, my dad uh, bought me this jacket as a birthday gift, um, which I really am happy with. He's usually really bad about... Uh, birthday stuff in general, but this year, a week ago, he goes, Robert, how would you like to go um, shopping together for your birthday, and we'll pick you out a nice coat? And I go, yeah, that's kind of like weird and specific, but yeah, like I do need a coat. This would be great. Yeah, I appreciate it. He goes, okay, okay, when, when can we do it? I'm like, I don't know, like this Friday at noon, whatever. And he's like, okay, great. Uh, I'll see you on Friday at noon at Grainer's. <laughs> I'm like, what's Grainer's? He goes, uh, that's where you buy a coat. <laughs> and I go, well, I don't, I still don't understand. I've never heard of Grainers in my entire, is this, is it important to your plan that we go exactly to Grainers? And he goes, I suppose not, but where else would you go? <laughs> True story. Anyway, that's basically the extent Great of Great job. That is the minute set. Long story. <laughs> Long story short, there's, my dad thinks there's one store where you can get a code, and it's called Grainers. All right, thank you.
Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. See, these bitches why I don't want to write for TV no more, okay? And I'm, I didn't call Hayes this bitch every day. I just call him this bitch on days where I felt like he needed to hear it, okay? Because you see, because I literally looked at that bitch and I said, do you know what the show is? Didn't write back to my email. Okay, I need to let y'all know when I met Hayes. Hayes' full name is Hayes Hamilton Davenport. Okay? And I'm gonna tell you, as a black woman, walking into that writer's room, I hear the name Hayes Hamilton Davenport, and I'm triggered. All right? I hear it. I hear it. Andy, what did I say? When I hear the name Hayes Hamilton Davenport, I hear I owned people. And I don't know what to do. And I don't know how to rebuild. That's what I dealt with, those two. Those two chuckleheads. Okay, I had to tell everybody about Hayes, okay? Because he does trigger me. He triggers me, but you know what? I stand up. I stand strong. But you see how he couldn't do what I told him to do for the show? Yeah, well, that's what I said before when I was like, well, we don't need any more setup because I was going to talk about the fact that we absolutely, they were not kidding. We absolutely forbid them. We didn't know if they were kidding or not. They asked an email. They're like, well, can Robert do a minute of stand Can he do some stand-up? And we said no. And then no. they're like, what about a minute? And we're like, no. <laughs> that's not what the show is. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's just like literally the caucasity. <laughs> of those two to just come up in here and just make it what they want to make it. But okay, yes, they were funny. The caucasity of dopes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, they were super funny. No, Literally. but I, look, we, if they weren't our friends, I don't think we would have said anything <laughs> we just said. No. But uh, when we, did, we we went on some like uh, outing to uh, Universal Studios or something with your co- was it Halloween Horror Nights when you were writing yes. on Great News? Yes. And uh, I felt like I bonded a little bit with Robert. I know. You and Robert are definitely like simpatico. I feel those vibes. When you guys were talking, I was very like, I'm into this pairing. So I feel like we took one step Yeah. by having them on the show and having their loveliness. Speaking of one step, how about we take one step <laughs> closer to the next set, which is our set oh. from the December show. Gotta set up yourself, baby. <laughs> yes. Um. You know what? You guys just like listen, live, and love. This is a set, you know, really about something that's brought Andy and I closer together. Yeah. It's about how our love is growing and deepening, even now. Roll it. have been together almost nine years. Can you imagine? It's like a lot. Woo. It's a lot. It's Anyone a- else here almost a decade <laughs> in to a relationship? No, because if you almost a decade in, you in the damn house, okay? A decade in a relationship, you sitting up at home right now. You be making me come out and do shit. That's true. It is, it's very difficult to get either of us out of Is it Los Angeles or is it that we are older and coupled? I think is that I'm lazy. Mm. It's like it's like but I'm just like very like mu- like must we dress? You know what I mean? Must we put on create an illusion? Okay, I was wearing fucking Skechers before this shit started, and I changed into a damn booty. Okay, I was trying bringing my shoes in my purse like a working girl. You know? 
Or are you feeling yourself in your hoodie? Yeah. Yeah, Andy got a new hoodie, y'all. It's like exciting. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> Who's afforded the hoodie? If there's one thing white men need, it's more positive reinforcement for nothing. <laughs> That's why I keep him, okay? I ain't got to tell him about himself. He already done heard it, you know? And that's why it works. Um, so, you know, I would say like nine years in, we do have to work to keep things crispy, fresh, fun. You know what I mean? Like to make it pop, to really make it pop. And I'll say the last couple of weeks, we got a little something, okay? I think we've done something that's really brought some life back into our situation. We've reignited the fire. We have. The On the stove, we've lit the match on the the... What do you call that pilot? pilot like, thank you. Thank you, you so much. He Audience participation. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love when you like to take a metaphor to the max. You know what I mean? Also, like a metaphor where I'm like, the words aren't coming to my head, but I'm like, I'm going to push this metaphor anyway. <laughs> it's there's a no dedication. reason to. Everyone got it when you first said what I was know. going on. I know. Well, I don't know why you felt the need to gild that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we talk, you, you will find out why you need to gild. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, okay, so let me tell you what's brought Andy and I some fire, some fun, some passion, some freshness, okay? We just started watching House Hunters International, okay? Okay, I don't know. This is not what I saw coming. Okay, you never know where you're going to find it. You have to be open to refilling the well in various ways. Huh? And apparently for us, it is House Hunters International, which is on Hulu, but you know it's an HGTV joint, okay? Uh, and if you've never seen House Hunters International. House Hunters International is a rich half hour that follows a couple, usually Caucasian, as they attempt to find a home for purchase or rent overseas. Always first world, usually a white country. But they're always trying to find a place. It, it is funny when it is like a white couple going down to the global south because they think that... <laughs> They could go in with like $20 and buy like an entire block of houses. Right, right. And they'll be like, that's not how it work here. You need a damn job too, like everybody else. Oh, they make me so mad on house hunters. It's like, it's crazy. Here's, but here's why, here, you know, I never thought that I would watch a reality show. Right, Because right. when I was growing up, uh, my my mother, she has a, a master's in Irish poetry. She is a, an fancy. English teacher. She's fancy. Yet she would watch uh, just like Murphy Brown. No shade to it, but Murphy. What do you mean? What's wrong with Murphy Brown? You know, it's like, uh, look, it's a broadcast. I'm a cable guy. Oh. Right? I watch Better like, Call ew, Saul. Ew, ew, Can you imagine him at like 10 years old? <laughs> and she like, and she reads like, like. Uh, mass market paperback mysteries and I was like I'm never gonna be like that okay I, I'm gonna be clutching a Don DeLillo novel in my my hands as I'm dying I don't even know the reference <laughs> I don't I don't know it and he loved to say it you know ew jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. See, you didn't get whooped as a child, did you? Because if, if I was his mother with a son throwing shade to me and my goddamn literature and my stories, I would have been like, sit your ass down. <laughs> But you reap the benefits of me being a judgy bitch as a kid. That's true. That's true, because you are bringing that to House Hunters International. Yes. <laughs> You're bringing that energy. Because, like, what made you like it? Because, like, so I was already watching it. And, you know, I had, like, when I'm watching House Hunters, I do just, like, scream every now and then. I'm just like, no! And then it's open finally, and it's like, what are you watching? That's how you, that's how you lure them in. <laughs> and then eventually you couldn't stop. You couldn't stop yourself. Yeah. Should we go through, let, you know... Let's describe what a what an episode is. A typical, it's yeah. basically so this couple that is usually I would say conservatively three to eight months away from a divorce. Yeah, very much on edge. Very much on edge. And they don't understand money, and they don't <laughs> understand their own feelings. And they've also never left America, which makes this whole thing very tricky. You know what I mean? That's usually it, and usually one of them has gotten a job or is starting school in another country, and that's why they're moving. So there's one person who's going to be paying the bills overseas. And there's always something kind of off about them, like someone took their DNA and just shook it until a bunch of chromosomes flew off. It's just like that makes sense. I don't mean in terms of looks. I just mean there's something. It's a stiffness, a little animatronic. You know what I mean? Like, are you fully a person is the kind of vibe you're getting from them. Yeah. But it's always like, what kills me is like, it's always, and I don't know if it's like they make them say this stuff or if it's like the truth, but they never agree. What, okay, these bitches love to be in the city center, but want green space. You can't be in the center of the damn city with some green space. You don't get to have it all. And that is what kills me. And the budget, Sandy, the budget. Our budget's $300. We want 30 bedrooms. <laughs> they all, oh, that's like what you and I hate the most. People who insist on all these, okay, literally. One, it was a family, it was husband and wife and a son. So that's two bedrooms. These bitches had the nerve to be requesting five bedrooms. What's your need? You know why they think they gonna need five bedrooms? All the friends that are gonna visit. (laughs) All the friends they have. What was, they were moving to Germany, but it wasn't like Berlin. It was like Knustroffel or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was something. I just put together a bunch of German-sounding letters. Right, but the whole point is that it wasn't a city, okay? It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, come holla at me in Munich. You know what I'm saying? No. I ain't hollering at you in German countryside. You know what I mean? Like, if I had German countryside money. Because this is the whole thing. How many friends you got who can just, like, come hit you up in Europe? You know what I mean? Like, most of us don't. My mama won't come visit me here, okay? (laughs) If I moved, like, across the earth, it would be a wrap. 
The other thing about House Hunters International, <laughs> that real, like, again, what, why we like kind of sitting together and making fun of it, they, they're, because these people are not camera ready, Let's say that's the nice way yeah, of saying Yeah, they're not comfortable. It. They're not comfortable. They're not comfortable. They just, there's like one phrase that they always, they just pick a phrase and repeat it no matter where they are. Like, this is modern. It's over budget. This is modern. It's over budget. Loveless marriage. Loveless marriage. <laughs> Loveless marriage. <laughs> always. What, like, it'll just be, what gets me though, because there'll be ones where it's like, they want this apartment and they're like, I really want it. Like, there was a couple from South Carolina and they were moving to like the French countryside. Again, like, not even city. Like, we want French, we want the quintessential French experience. Okay, we want a French, this house, I want a house that's just like a French experience. <laughs> I want a house that's gonna give me a French experience. And it's like, bitch, you want the house to be made of baguettes, okay? And it, you're living in fucking France. That's your French experience. What you need the house to do for you, that's what made me so mad. Just, they just want brie and escargot everywhere. Everywhere. The streets lined with it. <laughs> lined with soft cheeses. Because also, they're all ugly Americans. I don't, again. I know, I know. I just mean that they they're don't understand They're giving you the worst. They anything. don't understand. They're like very upset that everything is too small. But it's also like, it's Europe, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get used to it. This is the vibe of Europe. Listen up, you corn-fed morons. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Europe now. You're in Europe now. That, oh, the other, that the, the couple with their kid that moved to Germany, the kid kept oh, God. harping on the fact that he wanted the house to have a man cave. He's 14, <laughs> 15 at most. Four, and he should, yeah. like, he's just like, this one, I don't say, I have the same voice for everyone. Just so we're clear. <laughs> this one better have a man cave. I really need a man cave. I need a man I cave. A man that cave. didn't have a man cave. That room wasn't big enough to be my man cave. And I was like, you fucking 14, put in your retainer and be quiet. I was so mad. All of, really what he meant by man cave was masturbatorium, all right? <laughs> the masturbatorium of Dr. Parnassus. Um, that was, I just love it, I just like love it. I, I've never heard masturbatorium, I was into that. That is great, but it was like so nuts. And then like, and I think it's like, that's what we're doing. Andy and I like, we're just judgy bitches who live for drama, obviously. And we also need to get like our rage out. And I think that's what House Hunters is doing. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> metaphysical enema. You're getting, you're getting your feelings out. Oh, you paint pictures. You always paint pictures and I'm into it. Keep doing that. This yep. is the Just keep making that motion. <laughs> hey, I told everyone I love broad gestures. This is the, this is your soul shitting. I Ooh. nope, See, sorry. Thank you. When it was poetic, people were on board. Come back. We love you. Safe space, right, guys? Safe space. It's a journey. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's like my, literally my favorite thing. And I know like we might be talking about this, and people are like, yeah, house hunters. I didn't realize when we started it. We started. What turns out to be season 86. <laughs> How long has this been going on? How has no one told me that this has been happening all this time? 86. Hulu only has 80 seasons, 86 to 91. If it's one season per year, it's what, the 1930s? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be the other way? People try to get out of Europe then? <laughs> I would love the early seasons. Let's get the early seasons of House Hunters. Hi guys, I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the big shifts which motherhood can bring. This season, you'll hear from resilient mamas like actress Gabrielle Union, thought leaders like author of the New York Times bestseller, Untamed, Glennon Doyle, and experts like prenatal and postpartum clinical psychologist, Dr. Alyssa Berlin. 
we get candid about our experiences and share resources for everything parenting. Endometriosis and surrogacy, divorce and blended families, emotionally preparing for postpartum, Katie's Crib is covering it all. For a dose of comfort and community with those who understand the struggles and the joys of raising tiny humans, subscribe now for brand new episodes every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. (laughs) Baby. Oh, God, I can see that New York energy in you. Look at you. You're just feeling yourself. We are back. It is. Do you, like, on the way down here and even discussing the show, we were, like, grumbling at each other because we were so tired. Yeah. And the minute we got in the studio, baby, we turned it on. We be keeping that shit fun and profesh. Uh, it's interesting, too. It sucks because uh, we don't have our Hulu thing set up here. <laughs> so we can't watch House Hunters International. We Last night, we got in. We we got food. We ordered food late here because you could do that in New York, and we we're like, "What are we gonna watch together?" We were really at a loss. We were at a loss. We didn't know what to do, and honestly, in the end, we said nothing. <laughs> nothing will fill it up. Nothing built, and we said nothing to each other, and it was fine. Yeah. Um, we just pigged out on mozzarella sticks. <laughs> you I, did. You had crab cakes. You did. I literally ate the mozzarella sticks. We uh, <laughs> you on the, ate mo- from sticks. the door. Up to the top where we're uh, where the apartment is, <laughs> I ate the mo- I ate the majority of the mozzarella sticks on those four flights. Oh my god, that's a s- true sickness. A true sickness. <laughs> a true sickness. Um, now let's get off a of true sickness and give some people some true LOLs. You guys, here's another set from the same show. You know what it is. You gonna get into this. This is a set from Joel Kim Booster and Brendan Scannell who are friends and co-hosts of the monthly show The Cure at UCB Franklin in Los Angeles. Joel has been on Conan, has his own Comedy Central Half Hour. He's also written for many shows, including Billy on the Street and the upcoming Comedy Central show The Other Two. Brendan's a comedian and actor who starred in Heathers, Bonding, and many other shows. So get into it. Roll it. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, so in this group, in this pairing, I'm sort of the haze of the two of us. Um, in that I was asked first. Um, uh, I'm a plus I one, and I do not give one. a shit if you like this or not. Exactly. So. Um, my reputation is on the line. His, not so much, you know. Um, unlike Hayes and... Um, Where are you going? Patty? Padnick? Oh, Okay. Robert. I'm going to stick back. with Robert. We were busy um, booing. <laughs> unlike them, we did not go to Harvard, although we did start the booze in the back of yeah, the room um, <laughs> when they were talking about the lampoon. Did you did you hear the gay booze? Yeah. <laughs> Boo! Boo! Oh, my God. Boo! Boo! We hated it. Um, love them, though. Love them. I, I honestly, I think they left the room so I can talk freely. I... Oh my God, Hayes is like everything I would I like go out on the weekends looking for, and Robert is everything that I end up going home with. Um, and that's not shade. That's not shade. That's not shade. I like Hayes is like a a tall, like charming, like beautiful man, and Robert is like he p- presents as short but is taller than me. You know, like 
I present as very short. And no. And he's like, he's very cute and attractive as well, but also is like, I get the vibe from him that I would end up going home with him because he'd neg me. I feel like I would like succumb to negging. Like he would use Harvard against me and make me feel stupid. Um, and I'd be like, I also have a body. <laughs> Let's go. You do have a body. You look very hot right I now. I know. I was going to say. Very hot. It's hard to be on stage with I you all the time. I, um, it's every time I see you, you're like bulkier, bigger, <laughs> drinking chicken out of like a fucking blender and chicken and water. That's true. I do do that. Four four chicken breasts, two uh, cups of water in a blender. Can you fucking believe that? Down the hatch. You haven't, that's a fucking eating disorder. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do. I wake up, I do a line of cocaine, and then I eat four almonds throughout the day. That's all and I need. And you look great, too. That's all I you need. You look great, too. Also, I love, like, this fucking Anne Bogart viewpoint stage <laughs> picture we're giving the audience yeah, tonight. Like, we both have theater degrees, yeah, for so. sure. <laughs> we're giving you angles. We're giving you levels. We're giving you everything you ever wanted. Oh, my God. <laughs> From stand-up comedy. Um... No, so Brendan, um, I asked Brendan to do this. He's my he's my best um, comedy friend. Um, parentheses L. A. Oh my god. Um, okay. So, so two commas. Um, the, the couching of that within folders is yeah. so sad because yeah, I yeah, yeah. do consider you somebody I tell stuff to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, same. You know, comma comedy comma L. A. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you remember how we met? I have a very specific memory of meeting you, and it was, I hadn't lived here, it was in 2015, I was here with two other gay people at a I was 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were walking in downtown LA, and we were like, we need, we want to go to Akbar, and we were like, oh, who should call a lift? And then I just heard Aaron Jackson, one of my friends from New York, say, so oh, wait, no, there's Brendan in his car, and we waved you down in your red car, and to me, you were just an Uber driver, honestly. <laughs> um, at the, I did. I really didn't know until I was in the car. Yeah. That you. That they literally just saw you driving down the street, and we're like, "That's a gay person we know." Um, and that was that when is, I was like, easy. "There's People something like, special about this town, <laughs> this LA town." Um, and then we went to Akbar, and I immediately. I did not get any sense of like competition. There was like no competitive energy, which makes it because gay men were like feral cats. You sort of have to right. when you remember you don't, well, you have a cat and you introduce a new cat and you then you fuck to, the cat. Yeah, the thing. you're like you're basically you're like a cat and you're like, am I gonna fuck this cat? Yeah, and that's and the I gay didn't. experience. Have you ever wanted to fuck me? I don't know. I'm I trying to think. I've I was never, trying to. I was I've never to fucked a comedian. Uh, I have never. Could you imagine? Uh, the jokes. I have, I have. He's Canadian though, so. Oh you know, God. It's um, a gentler humor. Have you ever wanted um, to? <laughs> have you ever wanted to fuck me? Maybe. <laughs> no, I was trying to think about this because we are like truly, we're like blood now, comma comedy, comma right. LA. And <laughs> and so yeah, I would not die for you <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Like you are my brother, my sister. Um, uh, I know you. I have you actually have grown. Like Brennan has saved my life. I you were the you are the person that I Facetimed after I got dumped on the streets of Los Feliz. So um, oh god, yeah, <laughs> in tears in my bedroom. And you said you haven't been together that long. Yeah. <laughs> are you officially together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see, funnily enough, I thought I was going into that date being like we're gonna be. Right. Exclusive. And he said, 
I'm not looking for you. Um, and I said, call that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm no, sorry. No, didn't. I'm very um, you FaceTimed me, though, when you were trapped in, in Chicago in a hotel room with a grinder hookup that right. would not leave. Oh, my so. God. He wouldn't leave. Oh, he showed up. So he shows up, and he has to get buzzed up to me or whatever. So the hotel calls, and they're like, there's a strange man here. And it's like, you, you run a hotel. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Send him up. Honestly, and they were like, when you need a when you need a key card to get up to the elevator, it's homophobic. Yeah, it is. I'm like obviously he's a stranger. I don't want to come down and meet him. So I had to go down. I was supposed to go down and get him. And <coughs> as I the doors to the hotel doors opened to the elevator, and I dropped my key card down and went down the hole. So I didn't have a key card. So then I had to go down to the lobby say hello to this man, go to the front desk and be like, hi, I don't have my ID. You need to let us both back up to this room. And they did. And they That is was like an Ocean's 8 scam. You know, yeah. like, yeah. it is like, <laughs> you are just a gay, that's the gay, it's These Ocean's are my diamonds. 3. Um, <laughs> he was horrible. I did call you. Yeah. I was, was worried. I almost uh, called the police because you were, you were sort of sending me texts in a panic of like, this man won't leave. And I was like, this is a Dateline story waiting to happen. You know, like it was one of those things where uh, he, I said I was from LA, and he called me Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> you know, like and you're a like, Jeremy Piven character. Right. <laughs> it's like it's Miss Hollywood. Thank <laughs> you. Oh my god, I worked for Jeremy Piven for a year. Oh yeah, that's right. I can't he talk about it. <laughs> I won't Wait, say anymore. <laughs> you worked for Jeremy Piven and Kate Blanchett. Kate Beckinsale. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Before I became a successful television actress, I uh, was an assistant to the stars. Yeah. Honestly, I think you should pitch that. What were your day jobs? Um, I worked at Quiznos. I worked at Subway. I worked at Cold Stone. I worked at Dippin' Dots. I worked at... Um, you love carbs. I do. <laughs> yeah. Have you eaten any of those things in the past, like, decade? Oh, uh, you know I went to Australia for a month, and every day I ate a Subway sandwich. <laughs> because I'm what? Racist? I really want to know. know. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't know. I didn't know what it was. No, it was bad. Um, yeah, American. Although, to be fair, the food in Australia is terrible. I say that as someone who ate at Subway every day. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, the one that makes me the most mad, I got fired from all those jobs. I also worked at the Olive Garden. Um, God, you really worked at, what, did you like live in a mall? What's happening? <laughs> Did you like live next no, to bitch, a I'm, I lived water park? In the, the Midwest. It is just a mall and a water park. Um, oh yeah, I'm from Indiana. <coughs> Joel's from Illinois. Yeah. Um, again. Okay. Similar. Um, no, the only one that makes me mad is the Dippin' Dots because honestly, how dare they market themselves as ice cream of the future? Um, I really hope that we've solved more problems with ice cream than the texture. I guess. It doesn't seem like the first thing that's on my mind um, with ice cream. It's like, make it yeah. not make me fat too cold. or shit. You know? Like <laughs> too cold. I mean, is the future frigid? I mean, too I don't cold. know. It's a space ice cream. Um, We're, uh, what else? I don't know. We should get back. I, wa I did want to talk to you a little bit why you didn't ever want to fuck me. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, I think when I first met you, I was intimidated by you because you were this uh, successful comedian and, you know, I wanted you to like nothing. me. You were nothing. You lived in, in New York City where I had, you know, uh, done a couple of Broadway plays but had never lived. Uh, that's a lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was really shocked. Um, I, I can't remember. I, I, feel, I feel like I did want to. I have seen you fully naked, though. 
And you have not seen me fully. Oh, yeah. Well, we were doing a lip sync competition in Palm Springs, and <laughs> I was losing the lip sync, and the only way to win was to get fully nude. It was it was hack. It was yeah. hack. And you know what? You wish you were gay. I get it. Um, when what, what was the most interesting thing you ever did in fucking Palm Springs? Yeah. Um, oh, have you ever fucked any of our friends? Um, I made out... Actually, he might be in the audience. We No, we didn't make out. We kissed one night our friend, and he immediately pushed me away and said, you're too cool. And I said, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you're just not into it. And I almost made out once, and he did something similar, except for he said, I always leave. And I was like, what? <laughs> he doesn't make any sense. He also went to Harvard, so, you know. Um, Damage. No, he's very great. He's I'm great. trying to think of who else. I, I'm not big into having sex with friends. I like to yeah, have I sex with a guy to. and have him disappear into the mists um, <laughs> forever, which is really hard to do here because there are, fun fact, only 16 gay men in L.A. Um, it's horrible. It's like, and then the next day you have to pitch to them. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> You're like, oh, Ugh. you. Oh. oh, It's about uh, two competing stars in the Harvard's Lampoon. Um, <laughs> They're both running for yeah. president. Um, Mine is always like, uh, it's kind of like this like small identity gay story where he's like kind of bad at dating and fucks guys who are horrible. Oh, it's you. <laughs> it's literally, oh, it's I'm pitching to you. Yeah. Uh, there is one guy that I have pit, uh, I had to pitch to who I rejected on Grinder two weeks prior, um, wow. which is dangerous. It's a real minefield in LA, you know? Um, you guys. That's why I don't fuck in LA. You live I in LA? <laughs> Um, have you ever had sex with any of our friends? Yes. <laughs> Who have I had sex with? I had sex with. Oh, weird. Twice. You guys twice. Don't know you don't know him. This is a revelation. Went to Harvard. You're seeing. <laughs> <laughs> How many? Did anyone else here in here go to Harvard? Yeah, you're smart to keep no, that No, it was before wraps. we were friends. Um, it was before, you know when you transition, uh, but like, into friends I don't from think, no, they're straight people. Okay. <laughs> they're not forced right. to make those decisions all the time. It is, it's, it is a reality that I don't think maybe straight people know is that like, as a there person, aren't enough you of have us. fucked your friends. <coughs> you know what your friends' dicks look like, and most of well, them are small. Wow. I'm kidding. I Everyone's feel like, beautiful. they're just... There aren't enough of us. Like, how many? If you like, are if you were in a couple in here that were friends first, clap your hands. If you were friends for like months or years before, yeah, that's like a luxury that is not afforded to our people. Um, because every single time you meet another a new gay person, you're immediately running like an algorithm in your head. You're like, will we date or will we just be friends or <laughs> yes, what? Yes, you really are. You're just like, oh, do they like me? Do they like? Does it matter? The idea know? of being friends with someone for a year and then suddenly realizing that we should date is absurd. I know, it's been <laughs> yeah, it's been taught to us by straight rom-coms and exactly. every gay rom-com is just like them jacking off. The idea, yeah. <laughs> just being like, mm, right? Just being like, I don't want to do full penetration tonight. Mm, yeah. Can we just jack it? Our we, version of that we, is... Is this even sex if we're just like sitting next to each other? That's gay sex. Yeah. It's just like, don't touch me. Literally, our version <laughs> of that is if like one of these nights we're at a warehouse party in LA and we're in like the dark room and suddenly I'm like grabbing yeah, and a I'm dick like, no, I'm you your friend. Your, yeah. <laughs> That's literally happened to me a couple times here though, where I'll be right. like, I'll like look up and I'll be like, oh no! Right. Yeah. It's a real Devil Wears Prada situation, but for gay people, it just. Yeah. Yeah, um, 50 first dates, but 50 first dicks. So we have to wrap this up, but like a last question. Who 
-hmm. and we'll leave this up to the audience. <laughs> if we were to fuck. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> who do you think would be on top and who do you think would be on top? <laughs> All right, so if I'm the top, make noise on the count of three, and then we'll do Brendan. Wait, we'll do Brendan first, okay. Brendan first, clap if it's Brendan. One, two, three. If you clap too much, this it's is actually bigoted. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and honestly, this is not like one of us is losing a competition. It's just one of us bleeds. Yeah. One of us bleeds for the next couple days when they shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's not my experience. Maybe you need to see a doctor. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just so tight. Brother. Just um, letting any gay people out there know that I'm very tight. <laughs> Okay, and disgusting. if you think Joel is the bottom, give him Wait. a gold flag. <laughs> <laughs> this is some election. You are the Brian Camp of who's the bottom and who's the top. Um, just cheating this election. Um, honest, okay, one, two, three, if it's me. It's a split vote, it's I guess. Split. We're both verse. We flip, yeah, we so. are, so. All right, uh, thank Andrew, you, Goodbye. enjoy the show. Wow, wow, wow. Brendan and Joel, like, I'm, they feed me. That set, like, fed my soul. It was, so, it was so good. It's also, like, they're so open about sex. <laughs> <laughs> I you're, like, so still so delicate and repressed. Uh, yeah, truly. Well, and, like, when you, <laughs> and you... but then I mean, not in the bedroom. Yeah. Please, don't do that to them. <laughs> don't do that to the nice people who listen. Filling their, filling their, making them conjure images. Jesus. Um, that's it, like, really, really spoke to me. And I loved it, and I hope you guys did, too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, thanks, everyone. We really appreciate it. By the way, oh, we should say this uh, again. This is still ongoing. We have two extra copies of Phoebe's book, and we're giving them away. And if you just put a picture of yourself and your best friend or sibling or whatever, you know what the concept of the show is, on Instagram or Twitter, tag us and hashtag couples therapy pod. You could win a copy of that book. Yeah, baby, get that sweet, sweet, a Phoebe freebie. A Phoebe freebie. A Phoebe freebie. Phoebe freebie. And also, if you are around, we got a bunch of great shows coming up. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay? So if you are in New York, our next show is Sunday, December 16th, 5 p.m. at Union Hall in Brooklyn. We got great stand-ups. It's a nice, cute, early show for all you classy folks. They got to be in bed. And we have a lineup that features Pat Regan and Catherine Cohen of the podcast Seek Treatment, Ronnie Chang from The Daily Show, Mateo Lane, and so many other good folks. Also, we're back in Los Angeles on January 5th. 2019. Woohoo, baby. Uh, Amy Miller, Emily Maya Mills, a lot of other people come out to that. And also, we're at Sketchfest this year. Sketchfest, baby. We are Ooh. at Sketchfest Ooh. on January 12th at the Punchline Late Show, 1130. But we got some great people John Ross Bowie and Jamie Denbo, Arden Marine, and Brian Safi, and a bunch of other people. So check that out if you want to get tickets for any of those shows. Go to CouplesTherapyPod.com and click on See Us Live. Wait, Naomi, don't you have a solo show coming up? Well, yes, I do, Andy. Um, to all my Philadelphia people, I will be at Good Good Comedy Theater 
on Saturday, December 22nd at 10 p.m. I am doing an hour set, baby. We're going to yeah. get into it. It's going to be fun. So go to goodgoodcomedy.com. That's Saturday, December 22nd, 10 p.m. Yours truly with a really cool opener. It will be so much fun. So hit it up. And you guys, as always, rate, review, subscribe. Yes. Hit us up on Twitter, at Naomi and Andy. Hit us up on Instagram, at Couples Therapy Pod. Individually, I'm at Blacktress. He's at Andy Beckman. So you know where to find us. Yes, and of course, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. I think that's about it. Okay, bye. See ya. Young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, Don't you ever forget. We're not only cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Bother Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself. Join the conversation today. Head on over to the Ball Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons. Join me, Sue Solo, and it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Ball Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you Get your podcast. Que onda, familia? If you're looking for a fun, feel-good listening experience, check out our podcast, Hanging with Los Otelos. My name is Shaboy Edgar, and this is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hi, guys. We're a bilingual Mexican-American married couple with two beautiful young daughters. We're ready to fully expose our life, discuss relationship drama, yours and ours, and fill you with faith, encouragement, and laughter. Se va a poner bueno, so come hang out with us. Listen to Hanging with Los Otelos on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, visit losotelos.com. Mama, Dada, I love it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.